This episode of the One Piece Podcast is brought to you by Shonen Jump. Sign up today to be a Shonen Jump member and follow along with us. For less than two bucks a month, you can read every chapter of One Piece. Plus, you get access to the entire Shonen Jump digital vault, which includes nearly every Shonen Jump series published in English. Series like My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, Dr. Stone, Dragon Ball Super, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and many, many more. Start your free trial today by going to a special page for One Piece Podcast listeners at viz.com slash onepiecepodcast. Again, that website is viz.com slash onepiecepodcast. Enjoy the show. This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 609 for the week of Sunday, February 23rd, 2020. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. And on today's show, we have special guest. He's YouTube sensation. His name is Roger of Roger's Base. How's it going, Roger? <laughs> it's going good. It's been a little while. And uh, this chapter was absolutely amazing. So I cannot wait to talk about it. We have even more special guests because from Crunchyroll, he is a senior staff writer over there. He writes all the One Piece stuff. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Dan Dockery is with us. How's it going, Dan? I'm doing uh, very good. Good. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. Uh, And last, but certainly not least, it's been a really long time since we've had this individual on the show from Japan. He is the man who writes for the official One Piece website. He has his own column there. And in V-Jump, Trivia Master, Greg Werner is with us. How's it going, Greg? Oh, boy. Trivia Master. Now you're going to get me into it. If I stick around for trivia, that's going to be a problem now because I'm going to lose to all you folks. I have, <laughs> I have to find something that is hard enough. <laughs> He's absolutely right. You better, you better leave during the trivia. <laughs> He's graduated to writing trivia questions. He, he doesn't answer them. Yeah, That's right. That's we recently point. did the, uh, the Knowledge King. Um, trivia contest in Japan, and that was fun. I got to, for once, got to write the trivia questions instead of um, uh, be the one suffering them. Well, Greg, you could always give us trivia questions if you want, and then make make a fool of me instead. So that's, I'll give you the whole podcast to think about that and see if you have time for it. I I highly suggest it. I I, I recommend it, Greg. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I love it. Joey Weiser hates it. Anyway, we have a really good show for you. Oh, today. I, I meant are... making fun of Zach. I don't, I don't know what's Oh, 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 I get it, Steve. Anyway, we're going to be talking about the hot and spicy chapter 972 uh, of One Piece. The title being, I am Odin and I was born to... Anyone else here? Boyle! Oh, I thought, okay, way to make a fool. I thought we're all going to scream to boil at the same time. That's what I thought was also going to happen. Wow, all right, it's fine. Zach and I have the same wavelength. That's cool. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. Kind of hard to do that over Skype, Zach. (laughs) Look, don't break the fourth wall here, boy, then it's already been broken. (laughs) We also are going to have an anime recap for you, piece together, and a lot more. But before we get started, there has been a decent amount of big news this week. Uh, which, considering Morgan's wasn't in this chapter, is somewhat surprising. Um, And the first big news comes from Crunchyroll. And I know we have had fans out there who've been like, I want to watch the anime. How do I watch the anime legally in my country? 
Well, finally, it is going to be available um, in countries including the UK, Ireland, the Nordics, which I guess include all of Scandinavia, the Netherlands, Greece, Turkey, and Poland, um, amongst others, I believe. Um, and also will be, I think that's for English, uh, those are the English-speaking territories that they listed. Um, it will also be in Spain. Uh, uh, simulcast episodes will be in Spain, Portugal, Italian-speaking Europe, um, as well as MENA is the Middle Eastern countries as well. Middle East and North Africa, so Arabic-speaking countries. Yeah, so it's in, it's going to be, I guess, in uh, Russian, Arabic, Spanish, Portuguese, and German? Is that correct, Ed? I was asking specifically because it seemed that you were oh. up on this. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know specifically, but oh, that okay. sounds right. I am I am translating the languages I think they are because, you know, they say it in the respective language, what language it's in. So we'll oh. see how right I am. We'll see. Um, so there's that. Um, the other there's other news that we are going to have some amazing guests, including Roger will be back on at the end of March. Um, That's right. We uh, March 1st is still tentative, but we will have March 8th. Paula Gatos will be on. Uh, Sungwon is coming back on March 15th. Very excited about that. And if his curse is lifted, Henry Thurlow will be on for a manga recap. He's tried twice now and Oda's been off both times. So we'll see if that actually happens this time. Um, I think that's, that's the, that's the bigger news of the, of the week. And it just happened. Um, oh yeah, Greg, there was also news about that. The, the writer of one piece is also writing something else. Uh, yeah. Um, you might've heard of it. I'm not sure if, if the, the, um, it's that popular yet, but, uh, the star Wars, <laughs> we, should be, we should clarify. This is the, a writer for the one piece live action is writing for Disney star Wars. Yes, I just yep. took it from Greg. He was going to say it. <laughs> so no, no, I, I prefer this is this is good. Um, Ed presents this much better than, than I could. But uh, uh, yes, Matt Owens, the head writer of uh, the One Piece live action series, will evidently be working on a Star Wars seri- uh, movie. It seems uh, people don't know exactly what it is. What's it um, about? <laughs> it's a, it, it's about um, the wars that are in, that are happened among the stars. <laughs> what um, are they going to call it? Um, Ghostbusters. He's doing he's doing a home movies <laughs> reference that no one is getting. Clearly, thank you. I just uh, wanted Zach to laugh. That's just all. Yeah, I, I found it funny, and that's <laughs> you always do, buddy. You always do. <laughs> and um, let's see. I, I think that's about all we know. We we don't know if it's going to be in movie theaters or if it's going to be uh, something for Disney Plus. Uh, but at this point, I don't know if you didn't have any confidence in um, in this writer and this this up and coming writer, uh, Matt Owens and his ability, uh, evidently Disney trusts him enough to, to work with star Wars, which <laughs> you either love or you hate. You either have <laughs> lots of confidence now or you're extremely scared. Um, but, uh, no, that's, uh, that's something to look forward to. I don't know. People I mean, who work on Disney's star Wars have a, have a tendency to, you know, directors, writers, you know, Disney has no problem replacing people as I've seen. That's true too. Um, yeah, I think they're they've been doing good in the television department, but um, I guess we'll yeah, see. better than yeah, Mandalorian. It's been amazing. Yeah, that's I true. love the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think that's yeah. yeah. See, this anyway, is this is interesting. We have here is this like the the Clone Wars and, and all of them seem to be getting high yeah. praise, whereas the films are a little bit more iffy with fans. But uh, if this is a Disney Plus thing, then maybe that's an even better sign. Which I don't mm-hmm. know. Seems, yeah. seems seems to, he seems to fit because he has done 
uh, some television work before in the terms of you know Luke Cage, but uh, mm-hmm. yep, I mean, interesting I mean, to see what else he has on the line as well. The good thing about television is it could fail and it doesn't feel as big, you know, with Star Wars. Like it could be bad, um, but also who cares? You don't have to watch it. Um, and also, if it's a huge success, it's only television. Exactly. Uh, there's there's no there's uh, no no highs or no lows. Um, there's like a lose the lose. Generation. Um, there's also I noticed that at that Hello One Piece thing, they have a Mercedes with a uh, decorated in One Piece decals. They posted on the official One Piece Twitter. If uh, oh, that's right, the, the Benz, yeah. <laughs> Drive up in your Benz, and it's just all in One Piece stuff. Where um, is it now? What what country is that? Japan or is it uh, I think it was Osaka. Osaka. I think. Oh, okay. Said. Yeah. Right. Um, you guys remember the, uh, the 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 thousand Serena? Was it was like a Mitsubishi oh, yeah. Nissan, like minivan? Nissan, Nissan, Nissan oh, minivan. Yeah. The, yeah. the Frankie Nero. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was great. I would have loved to have had that. That one was really cool. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, that is like that, that. That is the that is the car you pick up the straw hats at soccer practice in. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, f- a few things. Few last things before we get started here. Uh, first, this episode is sponsored by uh, Viz and Shonen Jump. Check it out at viz.com slash One Piece Podcast, and you get a seven-day free trial and access to like 10,000 chapters, um, including all almost 1,000 chapters of One Piece. Um, and also, uh, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, please do at patreon.com slash One Piece Podcast. We're going to be putting out a new Crewing Around episode we just recorded before this. And the episode will be t- titled Steve's Crusty Spin. That's all I got to say about that. Um, so check that out if uh, if you can and if you could hold your stomach together there. Um, and last... Uh, wait a second. About, Crewing around. It sounds like screwing around, but without the S. Did you do that on purpose? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, Jill did that on purpose. Um, Can't yes. screw around too much. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, and last but not least, for some reason, I just noticed we were not on iHeartRadio. Well, we are now, so Ed can add that to his list. Yeah, um, yeah. At the end of the show. <laughs> I'll see if I'm back. Hey, Zach, we're not on Disney Plus either, so. Yeah, what the hell is with that? Oh, I've tried, yes. but they're like, what? <laughs> Who are you? They just keep asking that, so I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, uh, big chapter this week. Uh, let's, let's get straight into that. This is the manga recap for chapter 972. I am Odin and I was born to boil. Roger, I was born to boil. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Well, you you still didn't do it with me though. So the whole thing, I I think just that that bit, you just cut the bet out of the episode. I don't think we're going to do it this week. (laughs) I I thought, I thought Zach said born to boil. (laughs) Boil. That's not, I was born to boil. God forbid. Uh, so (laughs) this chapter is, I liked it. I liked it, Greg. It was disturbing on several levels. Um, this chapter is available with all chapters as soon as it comes out in Japan at shonenjump.viz.com and at mangaplus.shueisha.co.jp. This one came out early, and that's why we get such amazing guests this week, because usually Greg and our schedule doesn't really work out so well, so really happy to have him on. But uh, speaking of boiling, well, it's uh, the Emperor's what's birthday, going so on? 
Yeah, lucky. It is, so yeah. Speaking of boiling, what's happening on the cover of Shonen Jump? What is Luffy boiling? He is. Uh, he's got the cup noodles, and uh, you can actually see a bit of the mystery meat there, right by his collar. And as we learned in the author comments this week, uh, Oda knows what the mystery meat is in cup noodles, but he's not telling. It's interesting, though, according to him. That's just that just raises further questions. <laughs> Why would he not say? It does seem a little strange that this was the cover and the color spread. Not to say I don't like it. I love it, actually. Yeah. But it is weird that it's during the week that Odin is boiling. I mean, I'm sure that must have been on purpose, but <laughs> it threw me for a loop when I was doing my reaction this morning. Mm. Agreed. I agree. Greg, what did what, what do you think of this? Or the, I, the whole collaboration? I, um, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to beat the, um, what was it? Like the... Um, the Otomo one from from years ago, that's uh, the one. The Freedom, Freedom. I think that. Was oh the yeah, it, the fr- yeah. That, that's a good show, but it is uh, a total product placement. Oh, uh, complete, complete total product placement. But I mean, it's oh beautiful. oh the movie, um, the movie Freedom. Yeah, or show. I, oh that yeah, was great. yeah, yeah. That was really beautiful. I agree. Because those were a series of commercials from from ages ago. I don't, it it just continues the line that cup noodle tie-ups, collaborations, whatever you want to call them, continue to be some of the best promotional material you could possibly enjoy in Japan. And this isn't something that's been recent. This goes back all the way to the 80s. Some of their commercials are just amazing. If you want to have a good time, spend spend an evening, go to YouTube and search uh, cup noodle commercials of the 80s and 90s, and you'll see some fantastic television. I promise I'm you. adding it to my watch later playlist right now. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite things Greg has ever said is when you come back to the United States, you're like, wow, the commercial here, commercials here are really so damn boring. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe there's so many side effects to this medication. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> shut up about the side effects. We were watching, uh, my wife and I were watching TV uh, recently, and one of the commercials is, one of the side effects is if you're allergic to the medication that they're recommending. And it's like, what? Uh, Why do you even have to say that? <laughs> no, if, if I'm if I'm being sold a medication, I want to see at least seven battleships in space um, <laughs> shooting down uh, viruses and, and shit. No, but, oh wait, are we? <laughs> oh my God. Are we clean? I just are, are, retweeted a bunch of screenshots from that Freedom OVA, and my favorite one is just the guy with a giant box with cup noodle on the side. It's like, but we almost forgot the cup noodles, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I. I love this cover and I've loved the whole collaboration and on the back, correct me if I'm wrong here, Greg, there's a, a version of the uh, hungry days. Luffy with the same kind of doing the same pose, but a little less messy because hungry days. Luffy is clean and tidy. I have no idea because the physical jump is not in my hands or it oh, is. Okay. And I just haven't opened it yet. Um, oh, okay. cause they're kind of stacked up and unopened now. I just, I get them and I pile them up now. <laughs> okay. That's my apartment fine. is nothing but jump. My wife is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel you. Um, I, I have I've. Oh, well, I get I get to quarantine it in one room now. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? I love the font. Joey pointed out that that's the favorite. That is that's his favorite part of this um, this hmm. cover, and it, it is great to see it in the cup noodle font. The kerning is weird. Space between letters is weird. Like that's, the hungry days. For that? Yes, a new word today. Yeah. Yes, that's what we call no, kemming. No. Kemming is improper kerning. No, I type it out. You right. type it out. You'll laugh. I no, swear to God. No. Okay, Are you talking about the color spread or the cover, Ed? No, the color spread. The, oh. the hungry days has sort of got the wide 
Um, it's got the extra space between letters. No, I, w- I was talking about the cover uh, One Piece, um, One Piece font, which is the same font as the cup noodles. Um, mm. But we could let's talk about the color spread too. Um, if people have thoughts on this one, especially after the last collaboration. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping you would be more like uh, the Toshio Asakuma crossover with the, like the animals in there. It was more of a dynamic image than this is with half of the or with the, the cup noodle characters in the background and sort of in uh, it, except for Luffy. And it's just they're just sort of standing there. But it, I mean, it's yeah, still interactive. It's still nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's still nice. I, I liked, you know, I liked all the I liked all the ads. So it's just sort of a nice capper on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. More and more, I really appreciate uh, Hungry Days Frankie. I think that's one of the best designs. He looks like Space Dandy. Just like a buffer. Oh, he does Dandy. a little bit. I never would have yeah. put that together, but he does. Uh, I really like it a lot. So, but As he should. Yeah, these were these were great commercials. Um, you know, hate to see him go, but you know, best to uh, burn out and fade away. So. I'm curious, what was everybody's favorites of the Hungry Days commercials? Because I like, I loved the Vivi one, but I think my favorite one has to be Marine Ford. No, I think the Vivi uh, one actually. Does, the Nami one was pretty damn good, and the Zorro does the one. bump of chicken music video count? Because that one was, was right, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, that yeah, that was that was the highlight. I thought. I mean, that had everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something what? Maybe not unexpected. I haven't seen all of them. I saw like the first one, and that's about it. Well, <laughs> is go that, and do that. Is that right surprising? Now. Or like... You got to get on that. <laughs> yeah, they like. I'm gonna watch a watch later playlist of cup noodles commercials from the 80s and 90s. You need to, at the very least, watch the One Piece ones. <laughs> so I, I think I was waiting for them all to like finish up, so I could digest them all. Di- yeah. Digest all at once. Um, <clears throat> But, I don't uh, think there's that many because I think there's there's the Zoro one, Zoro, Nami, Nami, and Rainford. Rainford. There's only four. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a shame. There's four and the and the um and the, the music, music video. video. Yeah, which is the I think that's that's like two and a half minutes. That one's long. Yeah, it's it's not even really a commercial. It's just like a full on music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I think that's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. I, I like I, I like that style. I like how it's a completely different take on One Piece, and yet is so true to One Piece. Um, anyway, have you seen like the the hidden stuff in there? By the way, um, this yeah. is the one thing that I did get into. Like, it is Good. deep. Like, where mm-hmm. where is Nami's log pose hidden? And like, you need yeah. to go through and like count things and be like, oh, and and then it ends up being well, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but like, it's deep. Like some of these hidden stuff in there is amazing i don't know how they did I mean, that that's my favorite yeah that's my favorite part of these is that oh they had uh you could see ace's vivre card as like his signboard slowly fading away in the commercials apparently um so they have they they, they put a lot of love and care into it definitely any other hungry thoughts before we get into making our odin <laughs> that's the last they're good I promise they are good <laughs> mm. thank you dan um, no problem. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Ed, what's going on on the first page? Sure. Uh, all right, so we uh, we start up, and uh, I, I just want to say up front that I take back my Shinobu slander. Uh, she is she's very good. She's a very good girl. Uh, she's. I, I don't think she betrayed them. So anyway, starting, starting yeah, off. I, so, I, the, uh, 
So the uh, the feckless citizens of Wano are uh, they're shocked to learn that Lord Odin has been keeping them safe all this time, and uh, they express a common feeling that you can't just reveal all this stuff right now. Yeah, I've already, he's like I've already made up my mind. This is inconvenient for me. Uh, <laughs> it's too much for my, for my emotions to process. But um, the Oniwabanshu surround her, and they say that the truth will only cause confusion, Shinobu. All they need to know is that the fool of a lord who defied the shogun will die. The execution will eventually finish, and that will be the lasting message. They grab her by the wrist. Uh, Fukurokuju does. He says that, I'm sure you knew that speaking up would come at a great cost. And she says, I've decided to join my fate to theirs. Life for death. I am Odin's vassal. I will not follow you. If anything should happen to them, then I will die along with Kozuki. So... She's uh, she's taking her stand. We go to the next page, and uh, she tries to, or I think she does, pull uh, who I'm calling Raspberry's wrist off, you know, Strawberry's brother Raspberry, um, off of her, uh, uh, what do you call it, cowl, cape, whatever it is. Uh, he's, she says, it won't come to that. We'll all survive, and we'll strike you down, and you just get the biggest troll face here, and he just replies Fukurokuju just replies in your dreams um which as steve i i as an inside joke i guess as steve said oh, i'll never forget that panel and steven just sent him this one um <laughs> which the iconic panel of the chapter obviously uh anyway everyone else here uh saying shogun orochi please stop this execution i beg of you i beseech you and here come the poison arrows they're, they're not going to get very far with those, please. As uh, Orochi sits there, he's like, eh, uh, you know, just ellipses there as you hear ahs and eeks. And so this Odabak says the crowd instantly understood that the threat a madman bent on revenge posed to them. They realized that the man undergoing the extended execution, Odin, that they'd been watching was in fact the one shining hope for Wano. The people suddenly noticed they were surrounded uh, by Kaido and Orochi's men bristling with weapon weapons, and the reason for Odin's five-year stretch of odd behavior spread throughout the crowd like wildfire and spurred the people into motion. Um, so what's happening during this uh, little uh, Oda uh, monologue, I don't know what you want to call it, um, Orochi telling everyone to just shut up, saying silence, trash. Uh, Odin suffering still in this oil. This is the second chapter he has been doing this. Uh, while Cat Viper just peers off the edge to the side. And uh, the, a good, a cool wide shot of the crowd here watching this all going down. Um, and one guy realizing that they all look so stupid now. Um, and Greg, what happens on the next page? This news gets shot out uh, like an arrow, and it's a very quick Oda explanation here for um, how the word is for how the dramatic tension is able to be carried across to uh, events at Curry Castle simultaneously. So while this is happening, uh, this information is being passed. Uh, maybe this will help explain how some of the information is being uh, passed around in in modern day. Uh, you know, how, I, think, how I think they beyond, had the video transponder snails and some beyond places, just right? the um, beyond just the the snails because they're called something a little bit different, right? I forget what they're called, like the mosh or the smash or something. And it's a yeah. <clears throat> it's a joke on an old old term, but um, Stephen could answer that better than I could. But 
the letter arrows uh, carry the message about what's going on, and people at Curdy Castle are instantly informed about what's going on. So, uh-oh, we have dramatic tension going on everywhere. Uh, the boiling oil in the pot is is past 100 degrees, and it continues to rise. And uh, uh, people are asking, you know, oh, then please survive this. Uh, and the, I think that's 700. The, is that 100 or 700? I can't see. I guess 100 would probably make more sense, right, if it's boiling? I mean, it looks like yeah. 700 to me. That's looks like 700 saying. when I zoom in. Yep. Okay. So um, it's 700 degrees. Uh, technically, yeah, he should be on fire and, and dying horribly. Um, but he's not. So that's great, Odin. You're super. Uh, you know, we're sorry for insulting you. We were ignorant. We're not worthy. Uh, and, oh, now they care. Right. Sure. And isn't this <laughs> awkward this entire time for the samurai, the retainers, having to sit there and just be like, mm, you guys suck. And the guy under us is saving our asses. And we really can't do anything but sit here and. Watch them suffer. They are, uh, is, they're, they're shackled, so they don't have much choice. Oh, no, no. Yeah, they're definitely, they don't have much choice, but like, it's just kind of like sad for them to have yeah. to experience all this. That's true. Uh, so, um, and now Odin uh, starts to get up and he starts talking. You know, he's, ah, I want you to listen to me. If I manage to survive this boiling, I want this country to be opened. Zach, how long ago was it that I said that like the 1 0 arc is going to be about opening 1 0? It's, uh, it on was this very in, podcast. I think it was 864. It was X marks the spot is the episode for anyone looking. Greg said that. The, the fact that you know that is amazing. But I feel like... <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. That's, that's, that's the square. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and Orochi, what's he babbling about? And uh, we come back to the to the retainers. And you said that before, my lord, that the Gozuki can had, clan had something to do with our closed policy. And what did you learn out there in the world, in the great wide sea? And uh, we get a little bit of a teaser here. Uh, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, the ones responsible for closing this nation to the rest of the world uh, uh, were the Kozuki clan. What? Mic drop. What? Oh, my God. But it was p- to protect Wano from a great external power. Oh, okay. All right. So the people of Kozuki, the Kozuki clan have traditionally been the ones to protect Wano. And uh, now he's, well, he's going to continue what he says in the next page. Yeah, so on the next page he says, Wano, no, the entire world awaits a figure. And when that figure appears after an 800-year span, this country must be prepared to welcome and work with them. And also, real quick, I just got to point out maybe one of the weirdly one of the weirdest Panda Man placements in the history of One Piece. Directly under this epic speech, you see Panda Man in the bottom left corner giving a little bit of a peace sign, <laughs> which I just think is really cute. Um, Odin continues on and says, "I will be clear with you. They are going to kill me today." As he's still huffing and puffing, and uh, Kiku says, "No, you can withstand the boiling. You're already a third of the way through." But he clarifies once again, I want you to open up Wano in my stead. So we see uh, Denjiro is about to start talking and says that we should join Lord Odin in what I presume is him saying we should join him in death. But Raizo slaps his hand over Denjiro's face and says, your dream is our dream. And we get this great shot of Odin sitting still in the boiler, you know, holding them up saying, well said. Um, And the clock Continues to tick down, 30 minutes left. At this point, apparently the hell was at a point where even the heat haze was lethal. And Orochi's still blown away by this, saying, how is he still alive? 
raise the heat. Um, at this point, the oil has begun to burn Odin's skin, but Odin is still not dead. And they begin the countdown again. Ten more minutes, five minutes, eventually to one minute, ten seconds, three seconds, one second. And finally, you see Orochi shocked by the fact that it seems that Odin has uh, actually survived. And he's managed to uh, stay in the oil for the full hour. And the the clock strikes midnight. Uh no, it, it strikes uh, the beginning of the hour anyway. And a young Anakin Skywalker yells out, yippee, it's a miracle. But the people rejoice. He he survived the execution. Lord Odin did it. The The people cheer and they raw. Uh, he was able to survive the boiling. Shinobu cries, thank goodness. Uh, and the rest of the Akazaya 9 are like, he's won, he's done it. Uh, as we see a close-up of Odin's face, the the blood pouring down from his forehead. As they say, he cleared up the misunderstanding. The, and he has the country on his side once again. Uh, you're, in, you're in for it now, Kaido, as Kaido just beams at Odin. And uh, oh, obviously uh, that was Cat Viper, because then we have Dogstorm saying, like, don't wind him up, Cat. And Cat Viper's like, why shouldn't I? A win's a win. The the cheers become gasps and murmurs as uh, as Kaido and Orochi's men point rifles at uh, Odin Akazaya 9. And Orochi says he has altered the deal. Uh, he changed his mind last second. Uh, uh, the sentence is now death by firing squad as of one minute ago. Uh, and the entire clan as well. Mwahahahahahaha. That's an evil laugh. Uh, and this is, uh, oh God, what's his name again? Uh, all pinky here. Uh, Ashura? Yeah. Ashura uh, Doji. Yeah, I just have to remember Zoro's technique. Is the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, what, 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 kind of, what kind of nonsense is this? And this guy barely gets his sentence out. He gets shot within the same panel. He says, like, it's like that wasn't part of the deal. Lord El- uh, Odin said he'd bleh. And he gets shot. Uh, they're now fire. They're continuing the fire on the people as uh, they were at the beginning of this chapter. Uh, and Odin says, "He says, do it for me. Open Wano's borders." He shouts as we get a close up of his of his eyes glaring. As we go to the next page, and so Odin uh, overhead tosses everyone over his head, uh, imagining going in slow motion. They hit the ground. Run. Uh, Kinemon says to Curry. Shinobu is heading off. Kinemon again says, uh, "Don't turn back," as he as tears, for lack of a better term, splurge from his eyes. Um, then we get the Almighty flashback from Odin, saying that was a fascinating story you just said, Kazuki Odin, Lord Odin. Um, as we're seeing everybody start to remember the time that they first met Lord Odin. Um, then we go back to the uh, the present day. We see Kaido and Orochi's henchmen saying, shoot them all, after them, white out the name of Kazuki. Um, and uh, I'm, I, I imagine this is going to have very, very dramatic music in the anime. Then we go back to Kaido saying, either way, your body is already dead. I'll do you a kindness and push you out of your misery. And now the age of Kazuki is over for good. You all die. And then uh, Odin's are saying, 
don't make the mistake of underestimating our samurai. And then we move it to uh, Shinobu out Lord Odin. I think it's Kiku, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like that close up of his face there. So we get the Kiku flashback. This whole page, double page is all flashbacks and uh, Kiku taking Odin's, you know, his Odin. Yeah. That's our pot of Odin. <laughs> He's just, that's the, that's, that's her, that's uh, her earliest memory of him. Um, she's crying in Kondro and <laughs> Kondro. I, I, I like the idea of him being, you know, that, the little freak who makes, Brushes with human hair. That's just his whole backstory. That's the you little freak. You, you don't tug on Superman's cape, and you don't eat Odin's Odin. Right. Yeah. It's easy to remember. And you don't eat Odin's <laughs> hair either, or use Odin's hair for a brush or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We did, we get the uh, meaning of Odin and Rizo, which is uh, which is I was re- rereading some of this earlier today, and it was funny to me that like so Rizo is Rizo is just this ninja that Odin knew from like when he was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he's like, "Oh, it's you." It's That's a surprise, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like he, he's got the crying voice. Like, Don't love me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, notice um, Ed uh, Rizo has different uh, footstep sounds than the others. Really? Oh, da, da, da. yeah, of course, makes sense. Nice, because he's a ninja. Nin, nin, nin. <laughs> Versus Ashura Doji, who's. <laughs> Blam, blam, blam. I'm guessing. Right now. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. He's he's sort of a onigiri man. Onigiri man. <laughs> oh my god, he is. <laughs> I never put yeah. that together. So uh, we get the introduction of Cat Viper, Dogstorm, and Kawamatsu, and uh, we get Odin with his line of "Shame on all of you! Your fear of the alien exposes your own ignorance." And uh, Kawamatsu, Dogstorm, and we get the cat. They're all all running away. That's probably one of my um, favorite lines of his. I like that one a lot. And, uh, you know, we get Odin being lousy, uh, sort of a lousy lord. He's like, I'm so hungry. Yeah, well, we don't have any money because you gave all our money away. That's, come on, the Denjiro uh, is, re- it's like reminding him, like, yeah, you did this. Um, so, yeah, well, you'll go steal some food then. What kind of daimyo are you anyway? Uh, everyone, the whole, the whole building laughs. And this uh, flashback then a flashback sort of comes back to uh, the current part of the flashback where they, where Kaido is saying they will speak of you for years to come, saying that you died a spectacular death. And Odin, he's contemplating. Uh, we see him while he's on fire. Yeah, like yeah, three <laughs> ellipses while he's completely burnt. His body is like completely like blackened from the oil. And you see it from, uh, you see it from behind actually. So we we're fo- sort of seeing Kaido off in the distance. I could. I could see Orochi making really bad jokes with Kaido. It's like, oh, how do you like your Odin? You know, well done. Uh, Scrambled with onions in it. That's how I like it. <laughs> I was saying it must really suck to die the way that your name it suggests. But right. a lot of jokes could be had in your experience. I don't want to be Steve to death. <laughs> all right, who's next? Uh, that would be me. Uh, and Odin says, they can forget me for all I care. My soul will live on. Uh, as uh, I, I, I think all the kiosk and blamps, that's still like the, uh, the men chasing after Akazaya nine, uh, Kaido, uh, draws his weapon and he says, I'm sorry about what happened with the old hag. I had her killed. Uh, no in response. Oh, how upright of you. Um, but build your strength while you can. Uh, and obviously I, just to clear the air, I think people were asking online, but, uh, 
it's clearly the uh, uh, Aunt Clay. I, I forget what her name was. Uh, <laughs> Aunt Clay. <laughs> that's how I remember. Kurazumi, uh, whatever her name was, the old lady. Kyo something like it was like her laugh was. It was her Higurashi. laugh. Higurashi. Her laugh was her name. Higurashi. Right? Higurashi. They're, they're, the two of them are the names of cicadas in Japan. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yep. Okay. Does that mean she like laughs like a cicada? It's like <laughs> she sounds like the beginning of an anime episode. She, uh, she's that annoying thing in the background that just you know sucks up all. Well, Shinji's the sound. just trying to make a phone call. He's like, oh boy, I wish that phone would shut up. Um, but uh, back to the story here. Uh, yeah, for uh, I cut off Odin from the middle of his speech. He says, "For I am a story to accompany your drinks." That what a hell of a line! Put that on your business cards, everybody. <laughs> I love the hell out of that line. Yeah. That's that you put that on your profile. Uh, <laughs> it says I am. A, it's like I am a story to accompany your drinks. I am Odin, uh, and I'll get to his inner monologue here as he uh, thinks of Toki Momonosuke Hiori. I shall be the first to leave. He says I am Odin, and I was born. Blam! Uh, shot right in the head as. Uh, the camera pulls out here, uh, and this is a very, I should mention, he's doing a very Kabuki-esque pose, uh, and it's way more uh, obvious here in this panel. Uh, couldn't help but think of the uh, the anime version of Bellamere's death, uh, where it's just solid uh, black silhouettes, and we just see the, just the, uh, the path of the bullet through the head. And, so uh, I'm curious if Bell Mayer went to the dungeon, like what would be the four kids version of Odin's death to the, 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 to the, like, uh, to cold storage. So they could eat this Odin later or to, so they could eat their tomato soup later. That's, that's uh, somehow <laughs> more gruesome than what actually happened. Yeah, worse, yeah. <laughs> it's like that Pat and Oswald bit about clean, cleans up dirty jokes. It's like somehow when you make it that he survives, it's worse. <laughs> He's just in here for a heavy exfoliation. That's all. Well, it, 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 if we're doing the four <laughs> kids bit, I, I because like one of the big things was like, oh, well, so how come like you know they never rescued Bellamere from the dungeon? So, like, with, if Odin survived, but he was just frozen tomato soup, with that arc, with this arc, and it's like, oh, well, we might as well bring Odin back to life, and then they check the expiration. It's like, ah, oh, this soup is long. <laughs> soup is gone. Ba- this Odin has <laughs> gone bad. <laughs> I just I imagine I imagine Odin like being named Tomato Soup. He's like, I am Tomato Soup, and I was born boom boom to be canned. <laughs> like, oh my god, Roger, you uh, hit it on the head. That is exactly yeah. what four kids are doing. They're not now making smileys. Have... They're just making. They're just making spaghettios. My my name is Campbell's, and I was born. Um, <laughs> I was born to soup. I was born to soup. No, uh, no, 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 no. If it was spaghettios, you'd call them doflamingos because uh, he's he, he's the pusher. He's the dealer. <laughs> I, I could I could hear like two thirds of the people listening yelling at us right now. Uh, Steve, you're I know. I want to I want to give the I want to give this like the big emotional gut punch of this like an actual you know. I want to we'll give talk, it some. We'll uh, talk about it in, in fall at the end. Yeah, I, I, I apologize for that. That just, uh, you know, that just snowballed there. But uh, yeah, Odin is shot right in the head uh, and just sploosh, just so unceremoniously falls into the, you know, uh, into the oil, and 
and he was cut off. He was about to say his lines like, "I am Odin, and I was born." But the the people of Wano, they take a big deep breath and they all yell, tears pouring down their eyes to boil as the 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 sound of that roar, of that crowd just is heard throughout the flower capital, and we hear the bang bang of the uh, of the instrument. Uh, Shabbos. The shamisen, uh, which is very synonymous with acts beginning and ending in this arc, but the bang bang uh, just echoes throughout these remaining panels as the the people in the crowd cry. Uh, the uh, shamisen players they they're playing almost unbeknownst to what's going what what true horrors are happening out there. But as we see deep in this oil, Odin died smiling. With a big, just a big toothy grin that kind of looks like a letter of the alphabet, uh, to humor some of those theories out there, and we we go we pull away from the flower capital as uh, the narration begins, and so ended one legend. And the narration continues on the next page to be carried on by the players of the next stage, and we go to that next stage as we see. Um, uh, we see the uh, Curry Castle, Odin Castle, as it's also been called, and inside, uh, the retainer for the for the Kozukis comes and says, "My lady, I've received word of Lord Odin's death. They say it was a tremendous end." And we go back to uh, to a story device we haven't seen since the uh, Roger Whitebeard stuff, basically, um, and the and the end of Odin's journal where he says. Or at least a letter to Odin, uh, to Toki, uh, where he tells his wife that he has reached his limit. If I fail to defeat him, there w- Kaido, there will be no others who could stop him for a long time. Over 20 years ahead of us, there will likely be a massive war. Terrible events, uh, uh, terrible enough to split the seas themselves. In other words, in another 20 years... The primary figures of this great war will muscle their way into the new world. They are the ones who can strike down Kaido. Um, and here we see uh, the, everything from the retainer to Odin in the past, obviously, here. Uh, holding the letter um, that he has written here and then Toki finding the letter uh, or at least reading the letter. Um, and she reads it as she walks by a crying Momonosuke and a drooling Hiyori uh, with what I assume are uh, toys in the foreground. Uh, as she walks past, she continues to read that a long winter will settle over Wano. I want you to use your power, Toki, if I should die. And literally the panel is ripped as uh, Toki, who appears to be shaking here, uh, rips up uh, the letter, not reading further, and uh, we get a we get a quick flashback here of Toki getting the two swords uh, from uh, Odin, who asked them to give him, give them to the children, which she responds sounds dangerous. I don't know, I don't know. Um, and Odin says, "Aren't you sad? It's a death sentence." And uh, she just replies, "Who said you were gonna die?" And he laughs. That's my wife. Uh, wahaha and saying and she says here in the present past the past present um i'd be a laughing stock if anyone saw me crying we are not your weakness 
look ahead Odin to 20 years in the future, and we learn that the story will hurtle toward the present day as we reach the final chapters of this, uh, the officially record-breaking flashback here. Um, so, it's, still, it's not over. It's still going. It's not over. Yeah, it's, we're at a little over 13 chapters, and I think the longest before this was like eight or nine. Uh, Man. So, yeah, we're, we're well beyond. We're, we're yeah, oddly enough, wasn't it the, um, the Skypea one? The, no, it was a few of them were tied. I have a spreadsheet about this because, of course, of course I have a spreadsheet are. about yeah, this. Like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> surprised. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. Um, so the longest ones uh, so far have all been eight chapters. Uh, exact, they've all been exactly the same. Nolan Ka- and Kagura were eight. Um, the Robin flashback in Ennius Lobby was eight. Uh, Luffy's flashback at the end of the Paramount War was eight. The Fisher Tiger Otohime uh, ch- flashback was also eight chapters. Um, yeah, and this has been 13 and a quarter so far. So uh, take that as you will. So this is definitely going to be a, a full volume then of just flashback. Oh, more than that. Uh, yeah, wow. I think so. Uh, when did the last volume? Uh, oh, well, I have it right here. I don't think we've ever had a volume more than 12 chapters. Well, okay, so I think the. There's two chapters of flashbacks. It starts in, no, it ends at 63. So then this would go from 64 to 74. So it might not be, it might have a little present day, depending on what happens in the next two chapters. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it should be 64 to 73, 74, something like that. Um, Anyway, we should talk about this chapter. Greg, um, I'd be remiss if I did not start with you and your thoughts on... uh, on this chapter. So I think we, it's been a long time since we've last spoke and I, I've kind of missed the, uh, the, the train of, of thought of the, I don't know if it's the general public or maybe it's, it's your followers or, or, or not. I don't know. But, uh, what I gained from Twitter at least is there seems to be this up down around Oden. Um, and it's really hard to get a gauge on whether, uh, viewers like him or whether they don't like him. I hear the word Chad being thrown around a lot. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I've never, throughout this entire flashback, I've never caught wind of anything that, that put him in a, um, how can I, I don't want to say negative, but um, that, that put him in a, in a scenario that I wasn't willing to, to suspend my belief about, where I thought, oh, this, this guy is a, a nasty guy, or, or he's a really good guy. It's just I was along for the ride the entire time. I kept my mind open, and... Through all of that, I was able to see, I, I don't want to say with, with unclouded eyes, it sounds too dramatic, but like uh, just taking a step back with no expectations for how this character was going to, to be portrayed by Oda. And um, I've, wow, uh, I've been completely satisfied by, by all of this all the way through. What a, what a great meal this Oden has been. Um, starting out with uh, the intimation, oh, he's this, He's uh, this ruffian. He's he's this um, this uh, like stallion. He he thinks himself uh, so so highly of himself. And as you go through this this little arc here, um, you find out that he always does the right thing, and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks about him, uh, or or whether it's the right thing or not. Uh, he just does what he thinks is the right thing, and he steamrolls through it. I wrote an entire article about how he and Luffy are so similar um, 
that it gives me pause for, you know, wondering what this means about the world for one piece and, and uh, being reborn or, or the spirit and, and what the will of D is like, how is this person not a D uh, how is Kazuki not a D or, or are they, is that, you know, somehow hidden in there? Do they, do they have some relation to this family or um, to this line at least? Uh, I just, um, coming out of this chapter, especially with that smile, I mean, he's got the smile that, that looks like a, um, almost like a, a, a uh, a Luffy smile, the Roger smile. We see all of them smile this way. And that's just another point of, of how closely he seems connected to all of these characters who are central to our current day series. What did the Kozuki clan know about the past? How were they able to uh, know that it was necessary for Wano to be closed? Again, these, these are more questions that are being raised al- along with Oda answering some others as well. But what a satisfying journey. Uh, I, I, people, oh, Oden is, he was hyped too much or he was this or that. Is, well, I, <laughs> can, can anybody help me out here? I mean, where, where was this? I, can't, I don't get the, the negativity towards him. Can somebody help me here? Please, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I mean, my, my audience loves Oden, <laughs> but I've seen a lot of other YouTubers and content creators talking about him where they didn't like um, the way that the flashback sort of concluded. Not necessarily this chapter, but a couple chapters ago with like the Odin and Kaido fight. I think the main complaints come more from the pacing, uh, based on what I've seen, than the character of Odin himself. I think some people do have issues with um, things Odin did in the beginning, like the kidnapping of women and things like that. But I think on the whole, it really just was like the length of the flashback and people, I feel, being away from Luffy and being away from like the main cast of characters. Um, Of course, no one was complaining during the weeks in which it was Odin and Roger and Whitebeard. Um, I think it was more when it was focused on Wano and then his choices um, to sort of dance to protect his country and how easily it seemed that was sort of resolved during that um, Kaido-Odin confrontation. But yeah, on the whole, I mean, I, I like Odin, so I like the way this flashback is wrapped up. See, just as you're you're mentioning here, what what individuals seem to like and what they they didn't like, um, I I've seen both camps, and their feet are firmly planted in the ground. On yeah, how oh, they totally, feel. totally. And, yeah, you either really I, like him or you don't. There seems to be no consensus here. You know, people are people love the Roger stuff. Well, I I was assaulted by people like, oh, the Roger stuff ruined it. They shouldn't have done all that. Uh, people, you are you are yeah. right that the fan. I, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but, no, by all means. Um, no, you are right that the fan base. I think this is. I think one of the. I don't want to say one of the rare times, but one of the situations in which it is a really love him or really hate him uh, scenario. Like I feel like I haven't seen. Dress Rosa might be like the closest kind of One Piece conceptual thing that people have such a strong opinion about one way mm. or the other. That's like the that's like the closest thing I could think of because there definitely is uh, there are definitely groups of people who who don't um, and so for me I just I you know I wanted to understand so I Steve and I were talking a little bit earlier um, and I, I kind of felt slightly numb to the big emotional punch of this chapter not that I did not enjoy this chapter I thought it was great I'll talk about that more after. But having read through it all, I think the problem – I'm going to be one of those people who fall in the middle because I think 
the problem wasn't really in the story, but kind of how it was presented. Um, I think I, I like everything that happened for the most part, but I think the Roger stuff kind of does interrupt the flow and the emotional elements of Odin's story. Um, for me, the closeness between Odin and his vassals is, is really the, it's the main through line. It's supposed to be the heart of this story. Um, it's what we're, you know, when we are taken away to finally hear about Odin after hearing about him for so long, um, in the present day, um, it's through the, the samurai, the Akazaya nine, uh, being put through their worst situation. And that's what brings us here. Um, and the fact of the matter is there was not really, I think Oda ended up focusing a little too much on the stuff that let's be frank. I really like, I really love the Roger shit. Um, but by focusing on that, I think it took a lot away from what was supposed to be the main emotional through line. That's, that's, uh, I think my negative critique on it, Greg. And, and I, I have don't know to if that clears here. anything up. This is, it, it, it helps me see that particular point of view, but other people have approached me with that as well, and I understand it. But I'm that chapter where they where they basically devote their lives to him, uh, where they say that hey, we're going to we're going to throw away our lives, we're going to get educated, and they it's it's a montage scene, um, and they end up walk you know walking into town in that uh, grand fashion, where they are quote unquote samurai for the very first time. That chapter was all I needed for that. We've spent so much time with Ginnemon, so much time with uh, Kanjuro, that we we know that they are devoted to him. We've seen specific reasons for why uh, Kinemon is devoted to him. We've, we've seen the moment that that you know kind of clicked in his mind. Uh, in addition to the to the moment where not only were uh, Oden saved him for the first time, but where. Uh, he, he made that decision to change his life, to be a better person, uh, to, to make, to help, to basically to be a better person for the sake of Oden, to help Oden. Um, because Oden is like Luffy is not a perfect person. Um, he needs help. Uh, he can't do everything. He's strong as hell. Uh, and he's, he's, um, he's a spirit that that's also, that doesn't budge like Luffy. Um, but there's many things he doesn't know. And that chapter and just how they address him, how they change their entire outlook on life. Uh, that was all I needed for that. For me personally, I don't know if yeah, that's I'm, a cultural I'm actually thing or what. in complete agreement with you, but that one thing in particular, my audience completely disagreed with me and they thought we needed more time with, uh, with like all the different retainers, but I, I am right there with you. I feel like that one chapter was really all that we needed, especially knowing, I mean, there's still so many questions to be answered after all of this. Like, we still don't know what happened to Toki. We still don't know what happened to Denjiro. We still don't really fully know Kaido's motivations. Mm -hmm. And so I think like that stuff could be answered maybe in another flashback throughout act four. Maybe that's more focused on Kaido's side of things, but yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like the retainer stuff was fine in just one chapter. Yeah, I um, I'm not I'm not upset at these individuals. It's just I, I I'd like to be able to no no yeah to I hear, understand to hear a critique and go through it and say yeah okay, for sure. well this happened for this reason well we didn't like it because of this okay and that happened for this reason well we didn't like it well that's because of this <laughs> it's just like what what do you what do you, where's wh what does everyone expect or is, what are they looking for? Well, we I, want more I, time I with mean, the Akazaya 9. 
I mean, so the, the, you're you're just this is more of like the the issue I have with the pacing. Um, okay. And it's, I, I again, I I don't think I agree with you that I think that chapter does a really good job. I mean, we're just talking me right now. <laughs> we're not talking right. about the internet. Um, I will talk about the internet in a moment. Um, but for me, I think leaving Wano, which I understand is a super important part of the story, and it's not that I didn't like that part of the story, but I think that kind of cuts that thread that you kind of forget about it and also and this this is kind of hooking into i think what a lot of internet critique goes toward with odin beyond the the sexist potential stuff that comes out of the kidnapping women which we could oh can i can i stop you just for a second there yeah just really quickly that is major point huge point totally respect it um but like the very first chapter, oh, not the very, the very first uh, mini story that he's involved in, as we see, oh, there's an aura around Odin that he's done all these horrible things, right. and as it turns out, most of the things that he's done, he looks, he ends up looking like a fool, or he ends up looking terrible, or that he's done something horrible. But there's a second side to that story. The good thing about Odin is he doesn't give two f's about clarifying that part of the story. He simply wants to do the right thing, and if he does it, boom, he's gone, he's out. Okay, I, I did it. We're safe. Great. And I get a feeling that that's exactly what Oda's trying to say. Hey, look, yeah. he's done this. He's done this. He's done this. He looks horrible. And if you judge him on those on that hearsay alone, you're basically the same as the people of Wano. And I think this fits into your point as well. But I think the major critique or the, the biggest critique that I've seen, um, or I don't know, one of them, I, I, I am not so steeped into it, but is that he kind of abandons his family for his ambition. I So I posted a whole thread on this today on Twitter, if people want to see. Like, I, for me, I, I completely agree, Greg. I think he presents a really interesting kind of dichotomous look at what a hero is in reality and what a folk hero uh, is to the, to the people. And that's why I think he's a really interesting character. Um, I think... Odin has done some really shitty stuff, but okay. Not only does he not need to clarify that, but the uh, the person he's based off of in a large part, I think Goimon, uh, in in large part, not the loop on the third character. Um, you know, ha- there there are two stories from my minimal research on him. There are stories of him being the good guy, the Robin Hood of of Japan, the the upstanding guy who will go and protect women. And then there are also stories about him literally murdering people and stealing wives and uh, like lots of really bad shit. And I think the whole idea that a folk hero could both represent something amazing and also have checkered pasts and, and be willing to, uh, grow even without realizing that he's willing to grow, which is, I kind of think that that's why I really like that chapter with him and his retainers, uh, Greg. Um, I, I think that is such a cool take on it. Um, that's what I enjoyed. And that's what I kind of thought that the Roger stuff kind of broke up. That was where my personal critique was. Um, but I, I still, I still think he did a good job at doing that personally. The internet obviously has varied theories on it. I'll, yeah. I'll stop I talking think, there. Well, on, the, on the side of pacing, I think the other big thing too is 
again, I had no issue with like them putting all of the retainer stuff in one chapter. But when we are just coming off Whole Cake Island, where there's like chapters dedicated to these Charlotte family members that really like boil down to oh, this is like the next objective to get to Big Mom. I think there were a lot of people who actually really enjoyed that, but I was somebody who personally did not enjoy that about the second half of Whole Cake Island and felt like it was really too slowly paced and that it felt like almost we were waiting to get to like that next hundred chapter mark for that big reveal for the bad end musical. Um, and so for me, I, I appreciated the quicker pacing, but I do think that coming off of that and then going into this is another reason why the the, um, the response is so mixed. The uh, okay, two two yeah. thing two points. Um, um, I'd like to address here first on Odin leaving, and then on uh, what you just brought up, uh, Roger, about um, the pacing. So, or should I do it in reverse? Let's do pacing. With pacing, uh, man, I don't know if this is a, a thing with newer fans or younger fans, but every chapter that Oda spends away from Luffy, he despises. Um, he wants Luffy to be at the center of the series at all times. Um, whenever he's away from Luffy, all he wants to do is to rush to get back. And he wants his fans to feel that way too. He wants, you have no idea how much he wants Luffy to be loved by people, to be an attraction at the heart of this series. Um, and so to go in, into, a fl especially a flashback, where Luffy is not the main story. And, and to be able to spend this amount of time, this record-breaking amount of time in a story away from Luffy shows you that not only is it breaking Oda's heart to be spending time here, but he's but from week to week, he's also trying to play that difficult balancing act of giving you entertainment that he feels would be the the thing the exactly what you want to read. Um so it's 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 back and forth all the time. Balances. I want to get back to Luffy, but I have to. I want to please my readers. I want them to be happy. Um, and then we get something like this, which is, you know, we're going into this, and I, I guess I'll go into speaking about his leaving his family. Is that um, okay? So he did leave his family, um, but that's we should have been ready for that. We know that he was going to do something like that because he did travel with Roger. Okay, so why did he quote unquote abandon them? is because he felt that something was wrong in the world, that he was missing something, that that this whole travel, he in his journeys with Whitebeard and the start of the journey with Roger, he began to realize that there's something bigger here. It's not just about seeing the world. He felt that there was something strange going on, and Luffy has not felt this, and Luffy doesn't care, and I, I hope that he never cares because it's against Luffy too, and this is the biggest difference between these two characters is that Oden started to care about the world Whereas uh, Luffy just cares about his adventure, being free, and his friends. Um, and at this point, I think at that point, I think Oden sat down or made a hard decision: is that look, I know things are hard. I know you're suffering. But what I'm doing right now is, in a very roundabout way, for you and for our future. Sayonara, and he headed out to sea. Um, okay, Whew, I'll stop. Can, there. That, can you say that's tied into opening the borders of Wano, like? Odin wanted to understand the rest of the worlds and what he was like, whether or not he was willing to open up his country to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I, I mean, that, that might be part of it, but I don't feel that that was the main motivation so much as he began to feel that something was off in the world, uh, that Steve, something was, I mean, was strange. I'd say, I think that's the result. Cause when they leave <laughs> Blaftail, 
uh, like one of both Roger and Odin, like it, you know, realize like, oh, you got to get back to Wano. Um, like that becomes the next big thing they have to do. And I don't know. I don't even think it's just because that's where he's from. You know, I think, you know, now he has a mission and I think I, I completely agree with Greg. I think that is the, that's a really cool part of his character. Yeah. I'm trying to observe everything. Cause I, I'm, I'm kind of with Zach. I'm, I'm lukewarm on Odin. Um, I, th- uh, and, kind of off topic, but in terms of like getting emotional reading one piece, uh, I don't tend to do that as often as I do when it comes to the anime. Cause you know, it's just that little touch of background music really makes or break a scene breaks a scene for me. Um, yeah, but Odin, I, I, as, as far as I know, and I, I don't want to, I am guessing this flashback is ending. I had, cause you know, when you end the chapter saying like, Oh, now we go back to the present. I don't know if we're going to wrap things up before we jump back. I, there's m- so much left to be told. I'm wondering if we're getting like another flashback later on. This is almost like a dress Rosa thing um, with Hiori. So I'm going to, I'm going to save my comments on, uh, uh, no, sorry. Uh, Toki, uh, Toki's the wife, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to save Hiori's my comments the on, daughter. yeah, the daughter. I'm going to save my comments on Toki for now, but in terms of like Odin, uh, I, I think I, because I haven't been on the podcast in like almost a month, so I haven't really commented on a bunch of these chapters. I, I felt the whole, the blackmail thing with Orochi and Odin to be very underwhelming. It was, it was the most, like when you think of like all of all the possible scenarios, it winds up being the simplest answer. Because uh, yeah. I, like, I, I was a little bit frustrated. I was like, how did he not talk to anybody about this? Like, yes, like he was going to. He he did what he did to save his people, but at least like I, I cannot believe even his like wife is like, can you believe what they're doing to like the people of Wano? They're selling them off. Uh, like he didn't tell anybody, and I felt like it was. I mean, I, I guess it shows to what kind of charismatic leader he became. But like when even the Akazaya Nine didn't even question the dance, I'm like, oh, you're just silly. It's not even like a. It's not even like Nami's flashback where the the villagers and Kokoyashi reveal. I'm like, oh no, we knew all along but we had to play along for your sake um i i gotta admit like i'm a little bit disappointed with that fallout uh in terms of odin because uh i i'm more aware that opinions on him are polarizing uh i guess like i i think you know greg has made some really good uh arguments uh and honestly, for the sake of the story, yes, Odin did had to leave his family and go on this adventure because the the story of One Piece is far bigger than Odin's home life. Oh, no, the story of One Piece is a story of fathers abandoning their families, <laughs> for better or for worse. Um, exactly. That's you can't like if you have the spirit of adventure. I mean, your family will suffer. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, Oda, what did Oda say? Mothers are the antithesis of adventure. I think what he meant there, less than, <laughs> less than the, uh, the less than a statement on moms, is more that you know, if you're going to stay home with your parents, you're not going to have an adventure. You have to go out in the world and and do the thing that you need to do or want to do. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I agree with Ed. I, I will, I will, yeah. I will, I will save my opinions on Toki until hell, maybe until Wano is done. Uh, 
I, I, mean, I, don't I, even, have... I wasn't even saying that as like a Toki thing. Yeah. I'm just saying I think it's that you have to abandon everything and be willing to go do the thing that you feel like you need to do or want to do. I think that's Oda's spirit. That's why Odin is so similar to Luffy. He's just like, you're, you're, I'm going to do you're, the you're thing t- I want to do. You're talking to like a couple transplants living in Los Angeles now. So uh, I know exactly. Yeah, you, got, you uh, guys. Yeah, you guys are the living example of of uh, right. Oda's wishes. Yeah, go go you and Roger. Yeah. And with, Greg. With, and Greg. Look at him. And oh, Greg. Yeah, oh, totally. oh, Greg is like yeah. Greg is yeah. the extreme difficulty version of our story. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm the easy. Uh, I'm the easy version. Uh, all I'm saying is with Odin. Like uh, yeah, I get he's like his whole thing is based off of uh, Goemon, and I think that's that's great. I you know some some things in uh, in legends and folktales don't hold up too well. Did was Odin kidnapping women like necessary for the story? I don't think so. I don't think you had to include it. I think Oda's been much worse to women in this manga, but I don't, I'm not saying like, Hey, he's done worse. So, uh, you know, lay off of him. No, I, I don't think that was a good part of the story, but I knew Oda's intentions. Oda's intentions like, Oh yeah, he's, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting the term here, but basically he's like, he's the town drunk. He's like, like everyone like, like despises him or is annoyed with him because he just, he stumbles into town and he causes chaos. I remember that, initial chapter with him when he was like eating Odin on top of his old buddy's like burning corpse. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it, it was Odin meant to show how over the top he is and just how much of a mess he is. Did, over the top. Yeah. Oh, now we know why we picked that. that that's the song. <laughs> oh, that uh, just saying like, I, I personally think it didn't need to be included. I'm not the person here to say that it, it had to be included, but I don't know. That that feels very a little bit of bit a little bit of both. I'm just saying I think he could have nixed that. I, I don't think it was necessary. Uh and I'll just leave it at that. I think it makes him look like a bad person, which it should. Um he should look like this scary, like what the what is this guy? What is his problem? And you know, for Oda to go through each point and say, like, well, he was actually saving these people from a, you know, uh, abusive relationship, or he was actually um, feeding people. He was feeding starving children with those rabbits that he killed, or blah. Um, but I think that's what he's inferring is that, you know, with all of these these acts and these things that the people hear about him, there is another side to it, and we see the result of what what happens when they see the other side for the very first time. I mean, they were happy to see him. Yes, they were like, "Oh, Dan's back. He's gonna, he's he's gonna save us." Yeah, but this is the first time I think they respect him um, when they when they say, you know, to Boyle, uh, yeah. and I think that's important that that's the first time they see him for who he really is at that moment. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I think, uh, as I said in the last episode, I was on for better or for worse. Odin is a very uh, tragic, masculine, classical figure. No, where all of his uh, all of his flaws and strengths are going to be kind of have to you kind of have to filter him through mythology um, in order to get the like the full like emotional impact of what he's doing, and I think that's kind of been him for this whole entire thing where you kind of have to when you figure out why you're exactly supposed to be sad about him, you have to figure out like, Oh, what is character is going to be? What's the historical context for his character? 
that's kind of remained to this day, even though like admittedly, uh, you know, everyone in Wano saying his catchphrase uh, to be boiled was uh, like it, Odin as a character finally hit me um, while reading the manga. Uh, I finally felt like um, he wasn't just a character that Oda was trying to win me over with. And I finally was like, oh, I get you what you're going with. I Okay. Okay, good job. Yeah, Oda, I get you. I get it. Uh, with this chapter finally uh, sunk in, you know, all of hope and tragedy this character brought with. But I think, um, I think a lot of it had to do, yeah, I think a lot of it just has to do, or Oda himself has to do with the fact that he's a, he is a character thousands of years outside of any relatable modern manga or anime character. I also think that through or trying to look for something more of a simple win after whole cake, after whole cake Island, because I think after, I think with whole cake Island, whole cake Island was such a, so much of a, okay, this is a win, but how is it a win for the, for Luffy and for Sanji and all that? How was it a win for the good guys? How was it, how is this a positive thing that the that they're leaving rather than just you know oh they survived Big Mom not smushing them to death, um, and I I honestly kind of expected them to leave Hulk or Whole Cake and go to Wano being like okay Whole Cake was Oda's story now he did one for him now he's gonna do one for us. Any other takes? I know we've done this in a somewhat unorthodox. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's one actually real quick thing I want to bring up, and that's Kaido, because we haven't really talked about him yeah. a lot during yeah, this chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, Kaido actually being the one to to kill him by shooting him between the eyes. I, you know, the whole thing that we've gotten with Kaido is he keeps trying to kill himself. You know, his whole thing when he first gets introduced, suicide. He's trying to kill himself in all these magnificent, legendary ways. You know, jumping from sky islands, and then the rope breaks every time that he's almost hung. And thinking about Odin during this chapter and saying, you know, I'm going to be the story that accompanies your drinks just had me thinking a lot about every time that we've seen Kaido. And, you know, we've seen oh, Kaido's yeah. drunk. He's, yeah. he's sitting there crying over sake. And, you know, you wonder sort of what the deeper meaning is behind those tears. And on one end, yeah, he just sort of wants to end it all by this point. But on another end, it's like, well, if you think about how all the quote-unquote good characters of One Piece have gone, right? You've got the legendary figures. You've got Roger announcing, you know, the One Piece and starting off the great pirate era. You've got Whitebeard dying at Marineford saying One Piece exists and never showing a coward's injury. Even Noland, I think, to some extent, right? Because Noland is seen by the rest of the world as sort of this fool, but in reality, to the people who you know, it actually matters to, uh, he was this legendary type of figure. And I think, like, Odin sort of falls with them where their deaths have become legend and i think kaido's whole thing and the thing i'm interested to see whenever kaido does eventually get killed um is going to be you know kaido doesn't get that epic death kaido doesn't become a legend you know how yeah. do you want to be remembered it's it's yeah. when you're forgotten that's when you actually die and if kaido just goes out you know in some obviously his death will probably be epic if we get a death of kaido but i think it'll be more epic for the person killing him than kaido himself whereas odin's death has become legend i think kaido's death will become legend for whoever is the one who ends up killing him yeah i i know that is uh i do not know the your first name in real life in roger's base um 
Uh, first name Roger. in real life is Roger, and my <laughs> last name, I swear to God, is D, capital D, I, <laughs> Luigi. So yeah, I was born to do Nintendo and One Piece stuff. It's oh, my, dope. it's my thing. Dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> I I did this uh, I did this like Twitter thread a little while ago and that's so yeah I'm glad you brought this up um, because like okay so like Roger or or Kaido sorry Kaido right now is straight up like Jack Nicholson in the fact that he has watched like every single person from his era die or get like a glorious send off. Um, and so he all like Kaido right now is like he's the most powerful guy alive. Yeah, okay. He's sitting on his island. He's drinking himself. Uh, can't seem to die. And everyone else, like as you said, Odin got his awesome death. White Bear got his awesome death. Shanks um, is still out there. Shanks is like the only guy who's like barely a part of his like uh, or part of his timeline. Or a part of his like golden age that is uh, still alive. Roger died. Everyone else is still there. Everyone else got their glorious death, except for Kaido. And Kaido is just like a weird, sad alcoholic. And I think, but I think yeah, he, he yeah. doesn't deserve one. You know, like after no, every bad no, thing that yeah. Kaido's done, it's like that's his punishment, right? His yeah, punishment is that he's not going to go down as legend. He wants his glorious death. He wants the. He wants the, oh, the One Piece does exist. Oh, I will start the next great era of Pirates. Because he was, he was around everybody that died that way. And everybody who's still around from that way, like Big Mom is still around. Big Mom would kill him if she got the chance. Like so, that kind of thing. Right, but right. She's still around. He I just wants realized. that kind of death. But he's, his whole depression is the best around the fact that like he will never get that glorious death that he feels like he's earned. I just realized Kaido would play dodgeball the same way I would. And this is how you play dodgeball like Kaido, is you hold the ball and you hide behind everyone else and you let them all get beaten first. And then if it just comes, you just <laughs> just bounce the ball off. And, you know, you might not, you might not, your team is going to lose, but you will be the last one there. Standing, uh, totally. You stand it. Yeah. And, you become the most powerful by default. <laughs> I am I default. The two be, the two greatest words in the English language, as uh, Homer Simpson once said. Um, it's so if, he uh, is he is opportunistic, um, and he's opportunistic to the bone. You know, he's not. It's not even that he's he does kind of keep his word. Definitely more than Orochi. He's not like a sniveling, you know, coward in the way that Orochi or Spandam are. But he also. If someone's going to knock your opponent in the back of the head, he's going to take him to prison and, you know, boil him in a pot of Odin. Um, so, you know, he'll take the opportunity when it's given to him. It's a really interesting and very different look at, at a villain who looks just like unbeatable and huge right. and buff and like, yeah. what? I don't want to go against that guy. Oh, no, but he'll kick you in the balls and then he'll beat you and that's how it's going to work. Steve, will, say something? will Kaido die in this That's series. also a good question. Yes. Think- Yes. Yeah. Since since we were introduced to him in an episode in an episode in a chapter that's called suicide, and we see that he has a desire for it, um, and I've said this before on the podcast, but that that establishes him as a character that can die. Um, does he need to die? Um, if someone needs to, if someone, and I say someone, if if Blackbeard needs to assume the role of last boss, um, then the best way to accomplish that is to swoop in and to kill him. 
after he's been um, morally defeated mm-hmm. by um, by Luffy and such and team. Um, that I don't know if the events, the recent events at Hachinosu set that up particularly. Um, I mean, we do have the setup that uh, someone like Moria uh, could could be involved here, um, getting his revenge, and uh, and then you know, how, what other what other way is is if Moria is a part of Blackbeard's crew, and if Moria does sneak in and do it, then how does his and how does his name end? It ends up being killed by a lowly Shichibukai, um, a former lowly Shichibukai um, who people thought was already was even dead, and. Um, and if he's a part of Blackbeard's crew at this point, well, then that that claims Blackbeard as as the killer, as as the victor, as he beats he beat him. And uh, Kaido's name is kind of mud after that. Uh, does he deserve that? I don't know yet. We don't know enough about him. We don't even know why he's creating all these weapons, why he's uh, spreading them throughout the land, or why and his relation with Wano. Well, yeah. I mean, he's My, stated in the past yeah. that he wants to cr- start a war to engulf right. the entire world to yeah. right. hopefully die. I think and that's. We, is I also I, think it's fascinating I, that still after all this time, we don't have really his devil fruit revealed. We know, we can assume, but we have never seen the actual name of his devil fruit. And I still think that's interesting. Yeah. I think even though, like, we've gotten like a little bit of the backstory on like rocks and stuff where he and big mom were kind of the crew. I think, I think Kaido stands out particularly as like, if Kaido dies, that doesn't mean that, Oh, we need to get, get rid of big mom to get like the, Oh, the end of this huge one piece thing. I think big mom kind of stands apart from Kaido and the fact that like, I don't want to. I don't think relevant is the right word, but I think Big Mom has a kind of more, or Kaido has a kind of more of a will to die than Big Mom does. I think Big Mom has more relevance in the presence than Kaido does. I think Kaido is like kind of the final link between Luffy and the Straw Hats and whatever, becoming like, oh, this is the real era now. This is their. Big thing. This is the where they're. You know, this is the fight for now, rather than the fight to like, kind of like settle all the grudges that happened in the past. Uh, I think Kaido kind of stops there, uh, if that makes any sense. I think. Well, kind of jumping off that, talking about Mom and uh, Kaido, and how Oda has been portraying their strength so far is. It was very important to the story from this point on when Oda depicted the two of them battling for, what was it, um, like overnight? I think they battled for the full night or something. Yeah. Um, the fact that there was not a clear victor there uh, is to to show us, and you, fans can make their theories however they want, is, oh, they weren't in this condition or mom wasn't raging or blah. That's, that's all fine. Oda doesn't care about you know any of that stuff. But the point is that the two could go head to head and uh, stay on, on equal terms for a very long time. So the point of that is, if and when Kaido does die, is to keep the threat of, of Big Mom as being something just as threatening, especially given the right conditions. And I don't feel that Luffy is going to you know, go through every single you know, warlord. Or the, I should say, I don't feel that Luffy needs to thematically. Uh, however, the point would be is if we do go to like an Elbaf, to keep her as a threat on par with Kaido in the right scenario. And I thought it was very clever of Oda to depict the two of them being on equal terms that way. 
Um, and mm. you know, I don't really have anything to add to that, more beyond that or infer, but uh, it was just a very clever technique to, to utilize his characters given, that, given their uh, geographic position. Uh, to set up something for later to make sure that she is she remains a threat even if Kaido is removed as one. Any other thoughts on the chapter, guys? <laughs> no, I, I, was, <laughs> I, I think we've set a record here. Yeah, I this this might Have be we? a record. I, I think I, our I discussion know. was longer than the recap. No, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to agree yeah. with Greg was the fact that like. Um, I think there's a, I think it's, uh, if, if he is, if Oda is in, in, if Oda is trying to keep Big Mom, like, consistently in the background, um, uh, like, maintain her power level, for lack of a better, to, to, to like, add an internet phrase with it, a power level, um, I think it's, I think that's very cool, uh, because it 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 keeps someone like because you know you obviously have people from pre time skip who like Doflamingo and stuff that you introduce back then you're like oh this person they're kind of powerful huh um, and then you beat them in post time skip but you haven't ha- really had anyone that's been introduced in post time skip that's been a threat throughout post time skip um, and having Big Mom be a character like that I think is I think it's kind of cool story wise. One one last little thematic thing I just want to point out, too, and I know Greg's been on this train for a long time, so, and I'm like back and forth on whether or not this is the case, but uh, I, I still think he will be important to the downfall of Kaido, is I just find it interesting on page 18, on the very bottom of the page, when uh, Toki is going over that letter of Odin's, talking about how 20 years ahead of us, there's going to be these primary figures of the war that are going to muscle their way into the new world, and then you'll notice it says... Um, in the box with Momonosuke and Hiyori lying asleep, they are the ones who can strike down Kaido. And then it goes into this thing about like the long winter settling over Wano country. And I feel like that's almost a little bit of a tell to be like, hey, don't forget, Momonosuke and Hiyori have a stake in this and they will be important to the downfall of Kaido. Uh, it's unquestionable. Um, he must. Yeah. Momonosuke is a mini Luffy and he yeah. declared to Luffy at... Uh, dress Rosa, I think, when they landed there, that I'm going to be Shogun. How do you be Shogun? I mean, there, there are a number of ways, and I've been following each little step. How do you gain the heart of the people? How do you gain the heart of the uh, the aristocracy? Um, and, and Oda has been setting each of those pieces up uh, to allow Orochi and Kaido's tower to tumble and mm-hmm. uh, include even the... Um, the damn um, paper that's Luffy's face the, um, the, at this place and this time that ends up being Luffy's face if you look at it the right way, um, <clears throat> that's going to be part of the message that people know that Luffy was responsible and who was with Luffy, Momonosuke, and that's why we learned Tsunachi. Uh, Tsunachi is going to be yep. the final blow. It's going to take him down. That's why we've seen Momonosuke practicing this entire time. Is This is going to be a very important team-up and takedown because it's Luffy, what is it, Luffy, Taro, and Momonosuke, right? Take out the Taro, take out the Momo, put them together, Momo Taro. So this combi is is imperative to defeating yeah. Kaido. Yeah. Wow, and, Matt, you and, blew my mind with uh, the Momo Taro thing. <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> and it's it really interesting. I like I like Momonosuke and Hiri. Just the little we get of them, that they're kind of they're the opposite sides of 
I mean, you could even say Odin's personality. You have the emotion that he keeps within him is kind of represented by Momonosuke, not just on that page, but generally, I think Momonosuke's, besides the creepy, pervy aspects of him in the past, uh, is someone who I think wears his heart on his sleeve. And uh, Hiori, as we've seen her here, seems to be kind of, you know, taking things easy as however old she is, you know. Um, it's a, a really interesting stuff. Um, and Greg, of course, as he usually does, uh, wraps up the entire arc for us. So there's really no reason for us to continue. Um, so <laughs> you guys ready to, to move on? Let's yeah. do it. Boil. Oh, shit. If you enjoyed this week's manga recap of chapter 972, I have a special surprise for you. We recorded for another hour uh, with most of the crew, not the entire crew, discussing this week's chapter and its implications um, as a flashback story and our general thoughts. Uh, So if you want to listen to that, uh, just subscribe to us for $5 and up on patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, This was completely supplemental. It was recorded after the main part of the show. We just got into a really long and in-depth discussion. So you could check that out. We also have a lot more on there, including exclusives. We recorded a one-hour special crewing around episode. So check that out as well, where uh, Steve, Ed, and I just go through a bunch of random questions that were submitted by patrons. That's all available. Patreon.com slash One Piece Podcast. Also, the entire One Piece podcast goes to Japan documentary is available on there for $1 and up subscribers. That's the one that me and Greg recorded. Um, and we interviewed uh, editor of the show, the editor of the manga, sorry, director of the anime, uh, Oda's homeroom teacher, middle school principal, I believe. So you can check that all out. It's available at patreon.com slash One Piece podcast. Uh, let's get into the piece together segment. This is the Boil. Piece Together segment. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, I have learned that I can't get other people to finish my sandwiches. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, this episode. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's do some uh, Ed. What do we call it? Who did I break? <laughs> Just <your son>. uh. <laughs> Yeah. Discord, yeah. give it to us, Ed. Sure. It looks like we got three questions. I hope I'm doing this right. First one is from Getaxius, who says, Hello, OPP. I love the Kaido development this chapter. I feel like Odin's glorious and fulfilling death has definitely shaped Kaido's views on wanting to die himself. Also, a random theory from outside this chapter is that I haven't... Or, random theory from outside this chapter that I haven't heard yet... If Shiryu is able to awaken his invisibility devil fruit, wouldn't he be able to make Blackbeard's ship and or crew invisible also? Would be a pretty impactful way to make a surprise entrance somewhere. Thanks for all the hard work that you do. That's Cataxius. Ooh. I like that theory. Um, And it also fits in with the Blackbeard potentially killing Kaido theory if they sneak in on an invisible ship. Or if, well, no, Absalom isn't there anymore. He's dead. Um, anyway, what's the next question? 
Unless anyone else has <laughs> thoughts on that. Does anyone else? Okay. Morgul says, hey, OPP crew. So I work with these two people named Frankie and Brooke, and every time I make a One Piece joke around them, they stare at me confusedly. Have any of you guys ever been acquainted with anyone who shared a name with a One Piece character? And do you joke about it with them? I, I work with no. a Frank that I call Frankie sometimes, and then I'm like, oh, wait. No. <laughs> I mean, my name's Roger, so. <laughs> I still have yet to meet a Hoikel. <laughs> wow a deep cut deep cut to be fair when all the roger stuff was happening i'm like roger must be having a lot of that thing that you get in a japanese anime where you sneeze when someone mentions your name oh yeah are, are, are oh, you yeah. talking to me no <laughs> my son is also named roger um i don't know because there's a lot of like yeah there's yeah there's some characters that are just named after you know everyday people like uh mountain whale dick and uh uh, and Blue Jam. Uh, no, I, I don't think I've ever really associated uh, anybody with a One Piece character yet. I met uh, met a girl who uh, went by VV in uh, college, and uh, nope, <laughs> did not get it. Not at all. Didn't, While you mentioned Vivi, I also want to do a quick shout out to the current season of Terrace House. Um, <laughs> Vivi is probably one of the best people in the house this season. She infused um, a great, I don't know, like a, a sense of happiness and excitement into the house that was desperately needed. Uh, actually, I like the entire current cast, but that's a whole that's a whole separate discussion. So there you go. My, my dogs know. are my dogs are tangentially, you, accidentally One Piece related. I have a Lucy and a Viv, who I call Vivi, Vivi all the time, um, and she is attacking my face right now. So I apologize. But please, <laughs> and, which Steve has, has also happened to Steve. Uh, okay. <laughs> Our last one from Strahan Pirate Nine says, "And there is that great emotional payoff. My anger at Orochi and Kaido has hit critical mass." Once again, I really like Odin and Toki's relationship. I do wish Toki got more screen time, but I have hoped that we may get one more mini flashback with her. Oda has to show us her proclaiming the curse to Orochi. I really need that. Thank you, uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for your uh, for your disc piece. Um. Yeah. Let me just see. I don't. Uh, I think we have one email. Let me. Uh, this one comes from Made to Boil weird name um odin being boiled i think this is from a little before the chapter odin being boiled early this week um so steve what do we have on the reddit reddit yeah um good job our yeah our reddit jingle uh our first one comes from atla for life says hey opp what a chapter in my opinion a great ending for this flashback i do think we will get back to toki but she'll probably have her own short flashback as we jump back and forth with the battle how did you guys interpret toki's words at the end of the chapter is she speaking to the audience when she says to look into the future because that's how i took it but i was a little confused your thoughts She's talking guys about odin i think in uh like not directly to him but in spirit right uh, yeah, I think it's kind of just, just like looking into like nothing in particular and just making a, a vow talking like a, like a character in a, in a comic where you often speak out loud the things you were thinking. So, so it's, that's not a fun answer, but that's the one I have. Uh, our next one comes from sailor Karna. 
Can it be seen as Kaido showing Odin mercy and respect by being the one to shoot him? Or is this a misinterpretation? On one hand, Odin was injured heavily by the burning oil and would not have survived for long. Also, being killed by Orochi would have been worse. However, Kaido shot him before he could finish his motto, and, and it was a headshot. Part of me wants to believe that Kaido has a tiny bit of honor of at least humanity. Uh, but one thing for sure is that this will be dragged out in the anime. <laughs> Uh, well, I won't deny that, but I think Kaido has a bit of sense of honor because I think he, I think he saw, I honestly think his life flashed before his eyes when fighting Odin and then for Odin to be taken out with a cheap shot, uh, with, uh, the old hag, uh, I, and, and that drove Kaido to offer, um, yeah, I'd say there's a little bit of honor there, but. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still a bad yeah. guy. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, Orochi is still like pretty clueless. Like he's kind of he's still kind of a loud idiot, no matter what. Uh, even how conniving and like uh, full of like subreviews he gets, he I think he's still I think he's still someone that has no has no. Um, uh, he doesn't really get <laughs> he doesn't really get how to do anything dramatically or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but um, Kaido is definitely someone that's like, oh, he's doing his catchphrase, pal. Okay. Um, I think Ka- Yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's definitely worth saying is that Kaido is Kaido is someone that would cut you off midway through your catchphrase, and Orochi is someone that would like let you go on like four lines after not realizing that, Oh, his catchphrase is not done yet. Okay. Oh, Oh, I, I pow. I maybe. Okay. Pow. Um, I, I mean, I think their relationship is very similar to Spandam and Lucci in, yeah. in that, um, Orochi and Spandam are both the sniveling, ignorant, awful, um, hell bent on just Doing, you know, causing chaos and and having their most basis base desires fulfilled, um, while Kaido and Lucci are, Lucci was just doing his damn job, uh, or trying to, um, not a not a good or righteous job, but uh, what he thought was, um, but, uh, and he is bloodthirsty as hell, but so is Kaido, and Kaido uh, has his own agenda, I assume, but. You know, as I said, I think he is the opportunistic guy, while Orochi is the guy who would kick you in the balls during dodgeball. Like, the actual human balls. Steve, next question. Sure. Um, <laughs> next one is from Falcon Gales. Uh, how literal should we take the last panel about moving towards the present? Does that mean next week we just go back to the scabbards on the beach, or will we see Luffy and the crew? Or might there be another interlude piece where we check in on the revolutionaries or Fishman Island? Also, I just want to say the anime has been exciting me a lot, and I can't wait to see King Sabotage uh, Big Mom this weekend. I hmm. King Sabotage. Who's King? King. That's the character. A, yeah, the character. Oh, 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 King Sabotage Big Mom. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, that's I in the anime. His name was King S- yes. Wait, you thought the guy's name was King Sabotage? Oh, I was about to say, like, like, no, I was about to say, did your phone, did your phone, like, that's such a good rapper name. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask if your phone auto-corrected, uh, Soba Mask for some reason, but 
Yeah. I think that's going to be this week, too. Title. King, King Sabotage. Sabotage. King <laughs> Sabotage. Um, yeah. Um, the anime has been really good, mm-hmm. I think, too. Um, the voices uh, the, in particular are, like, incredible. I did not expect that for Orochi. Yeah. Well, I Me thought neither. he was going to have, like, some weird sniveling voice, and then when you get that little bit where he goes, Komurasaki, it's like, woo! Okay, Orochi, I'm, I'm liking what you're putting down. <laughs> I, oh, I, I was going to say, we were talking about in, in the break um, about Spandam and how everyone except for Maddie uh, really loves Spandam as a villain. Um, and by loves, I mean hate, loves to hate. I mean, he is, right, he right. is a despicable guy to the core. Um, and I think Orochi is also like that, where yes. I think he is a great villain because he is a sniveling, awful human being in Completely. every sense of the word. Completely God, I'm, I'm behind on the anime. Orochi has purple hair. Yeah. It's like magenta almost. almost. Yeah, yeah. God, does that mean it's I... Wano. Does that Everyone's mean I... Everyone's gotta have purple hair. Does that mean I have to sort of like him now? <laughs> Yo, Do you have like for purple hair, Steve? I, I got purple hair. <laughs> To be hair. anyway, yeah. To be fair, if I'm gonna try to knock you off a waterfall, you ain't gonna dodge. See me, Queen and Jack, King Sabotage. Uh huh. Nice. Wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh. Wow. Uh, 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 if I could drop a bar here, uh, to be fair, purple hair. <laughs> <laughs> delete. Delete all of it. <laughs> no, write that all down. I believe um, this in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is from Mabe Chan. Uh, good day, OPP. New fan here. Been consuming OPP for some time now. Uh oh. Welcome. <laughs> Down with OPP. And I'm enjoying every minute of it. It's like having friends that you talk every week about the thing you like. Uh, Odin's flashback has been a roller coaster ride to me, seeing uh, Whitebeard and Roger in their prime. Uh, the tragedy of the Wano country and the hope of the future is fascinating. And now I'm excited. Uh, about what's going to happen next. So for my random questions, the three One One Piece characters decide to retire from piracy or being a Marine and decide to do a podcast through specialized transponder sales. Who will be in it and what's the title? Um, Whoa. And they have another question. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can get through this one first. Uh, all right. Three One Piece characters retire and they, and they do a podcast. Um, my immediate thoughts were Garp, Sengoku, and Suru. Well, we had already determined that Bartolomeo would be a YouTuber. For 100%. sure. For sure. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, he's his own man, first off. He, he's not going to discuss anything with everyone. He is the obvious man who knows everything about Luffy and <laughs> the Straw Hats. Uh, let's, let's have... Uh... Oh, I, now that I'm thinking about it, Cavendish should probably be a YouTuber too. He'd be like a makeup YouTuber or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I could we see had Cavendish a question asking. Yeah. We had he'd a question be an asking. Like, Maybe not a YouTuber. He'd be an Instagram person for sure. He would. He would. Yeah. I think Let's we had a question have, about like what kind of YouTuber yeah. each each one would be. Yeah. I want to. <laughs> I want to. Let's have Captain Kuro. Let's have Captain Kuro, uh, Don Creek, and Arlong host a podcast called "Where You Been." <laughs> no, if, to um, be fair, if Kuro Kuro would definitely do like an NPR economics podcast about like how to set up a four hundred one k by slowly stealing someone's money. Um, <laughs> I'm all about a Garp and Sengoku podcast, and like, oh, yeah. like every ten minutes, so like Hilmaho, 
Are we still recording? What, a, no, what no, does no. the light mean? What are we? Do, how are we doing? What are we? <laughs> is this still recording? Edit. It's a podcast. They'd be eating crackers loudly the entire yeah, time. Into the whole the time. Yeah, everything yeah. would be like, "Hey, this is the um um oh oh what a garp shut up El Mepo, What are we doing? Are we recording? <laughs> like <laughs> that would be the whole podcast. I like, would turn my headphones up. Yeah. I'd listen to a podcast. I'd listen to a podcast with Garp, Dalmatian, and then like the mascot would be Choo Choo, and it would be about dogs. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot Garp even wore that hat because it was yeah. so brief. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All the dogs in in one piece and dog. Oh, That's dog it. storm. Um, oh, of course, Inuarashi. Okay, I take back yeah, what I said. It yeah, would be Inuarashi. It would be Inuarashi. He'd step down from the dukedom. Inuarashi, Garp, and it would be Dalmatian. And then, but Choo Choo would still be the mascot for sure. And they would call it, what would they call it? Like, uh, puppy love or puppy. No, it would be dog day pod turnoon. I got it. Uh, That's back to the drawing board, Zach. Um, Ed, I, when we finally get, find the one piece, I want, uh, I want chef Zeph to do a shoot interview, uh, yeah. where he just talks about his ventures oh, on the grand line. <laughs> you can finally talk about it. <laughs> Is like uh, this old old man. All right, what's talk. the next question? Do, does Whitebeard have a big dick? <laughs> huh? <laughs> How big is Whitebeard's dick? How big is Whitebeard's dick? <laughs> and, and we're down to this. Um, <laughs> How many hours does it take? We're like for three us hours in, right? They I had um they had a second question, but the show's running late, so uh my well, we also to, we did record yeah. our crewing around right before this, so it might just feel like it's been yeah. a lot longer. Uh, but no, thank you so much for being a new listener. Uh, uh, I'm glad we, we feel like friends, but make sure you, uh, go out there and, and seek some friends that are also into one piece. Uh, don't rely on us. Jesus. I'm glad we're friends, but find new friends. No, I'm saying like, find some friends out there, you know, in, Steve, you did know, you just you dump this person? person? <laughs> no, I'm just suggesting don't rely on us because I just made a joke about, you know, Whitebeard's dick. So, like, okay. Well, know, we'll all be dick. your friends. Everyone but Steve will be your friends. Hey, That's we're fine. friends, but like, don't get too crazy. <laughs> and I don't want you talking to me anymore. <laughs> what's the next question steve uh hockey scooch uh asks guys would it be possible that luffy can be the ancient weapon uh uranus zeus or joy boy i think some uh, i think some way somehow they are all connected for instance joy boy has the power of uranus inside but <laughs> couldn't use it properly um so he had to sacrifice himself so that uh, the will of him would pass on, but it had to take 800 years for him to be reincarnated. Now Luffy is beginning to start uh, to reactivate Uranus and become Joy Boy. Uh, Pluton, a.k.a. Hades, a.k.a. Blackbeard, slash Poseidon, a.k.a. Shirohoshi, slash Uranus, a.k.a. Luffy Joy Boy. Um, oh, I said, oh, hmm. Oh, so you're saying that like Blackbeard is Hades, Shirohoshi is Poseidon, and Uranus is... Luffy. Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I got it, but I think more than anything else, I would say the most likely thing is that Luffy is the next Joy Boy, right? Because the, the way the way it was set up in that flashback is that oh, there'd be two, and we already know about Shirahoshi, and the other one that makes sense is Luffy. But as to what joy, joy Boy means, he is a boy, and he's got joy exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah. as to what that means, or like what that title even signifies, I'm sure we're a ways off from that. 
I'll yeah, say this. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want it to be as literal as, oh, Joy Boy was reincarnated as Luffy. I just want. Yeah, Luffy I don't either. Be, I don't either. I want Luffy to be the guy that fulfills yeah. this prophecy. I don't want him to be like, oh, well, you know, it's just uh, Joy Boy is, is now in the body of Luffy. I don't want yeah. that. That's that's yeah. that's hack. Um, yeah. Every every single time I think every single time I like see a theater that's like, oh, Joy Boy is Luffy. It's all like Luffy's a joyous boy. Like, okay, well, cool, I guess. That sounds good. Dog storm. Doggy storm. Yeah, it always seems like uh it always yeah, it always seems like a cop like not like a cop out, but like a um like a a day before you're supposed to turn in the essay kind of thing. I don't know. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel good to me. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Grand Reboot says, you know, I wonder if Kaido got his obsession with death thanks to these events. Also, I wonder if we can make a parallel with Kaido and Whitebeard here, since Whitebeard did a similar test to Odin when he was told to hang on to the, uh, the chain of the ship for days. I wonder what you all think of both these ideas. Um, hmm. Uh, I, th- I think what you said first uh, with Kaido's obsession with death, I think that's relating to what I said earlier in the podcast. Uh, or so it was something that we discussed. I don't think it was necessarily me. It was a mm. discussion. Um, in terms of parallels with Kaido testing Odin, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say like having uh, you know o- Odin boiling for the amount of time was necessarily intentionally a, a test by Kaido. Maybe more so, it wound up, uh, you know, it showed what kind of man Odin was to Kaido. I think it was it was unintentionally a test. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Nivers says, "Is the Wano spy Bonnie or Luffy's mom?" But seriously, <laughs> is it possible that one of the Akazaya Nine or Shinobu in the present day is an imposter, imposter and leaked the information to Orochi, or the Wano spy has Corazon's devil fruit, the Kom Kom fruit? Wait, well, wait, they wait, don't wait, have wait. they don't have the, but, the, the face fruit anymore because that, that yeah, let's, step, let's step back, Ed, Ed. Let's step back. First okay. off, Bonnie is Luffy's mom, obviously. <laughs> Second, <laughs> okay. of course, of course, that's who the spy is. I mean, okay, we're done, right? I mean, that's all. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna bring something up that might make a couple people mad, but I'm just gonna say this right now is I think there was a time, there was a brief time of about like maybe twenty to twenty five chapters where I cared. And I don't care anymore. And this exact same About thing happened in My Hero Academia. Yeah. And now it's just been too long and I don't give a shit at all. Like, I truly yeah, don't care. I'm, it's like of I all the revelations you. now in Wano Country, the, of all the things we still need to know about, like, where Toki went and, like, what Kaido's motivations are. Like, that's all far more interesting to me. And I think, again, for a brief time, I was really into it. And I think there was a moment there, like, four or five chapters ago where I thought it was going to go in that direction. And I'm like, okay, we're getting an answer. And then when we didn't, now I'm like, I don't care. And, it, and it's, like, truly beyond the point of me caring. But you know, when we do get an answer, That'll I have cool. faith in Oda that it'll be cool and satisfying, sure, and then sure. I will care. Completely. Oh, completely. Oh, but it's for my hero. You're talking about the uh, the mole in that UA. Too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's like this has been happening a lot with, with Shonen Jump manga, where you've got like this character who's a spy or a traitor, or who could it possibly be? And it's the discussions have just gone on for like way too long. I felt like when I, there's so I, many I other mean, interesting things going on. 
let's say it's like I'm just gonna throw names out there. Like let's say it's Conjurer or Rizo or someone like sure, obviously sure, sure. that we have some connection to. Sure. I think that would be enough to if he makes it work in the story. Sure. Um, that will be enough to bring the emotion and impact to it. But with the uh, for me like something like that, and I, I agree with you. What's the point of obsessing over it? Uh, just have faith that it will happen because I, yeah. I I don't have enough information to put that together. Only that there definitely is one. They yeah. basically said it, and by yeah. basically, I mean they have. I mean they said it as far back as as Zoe, you know. So I mean we've been right. we've been yeah. waiting on this for a while. Man, trying to figure out like if like like hanging on everyone of like Kidamon's word of like trying to see if he is like the surprise traitor is like the easiest way to like not enjoy anything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like I, yeah. every, every single once in a like every once in a while, I think like, Oh, I, Oh yeah. Like somebody's supposed to be like the traitor here. Right, I right. wonder who it is. And so I like, Oh, watch like, Oh, sh- is Shinobu like she, she went there first. So maybe she knows the place to go yeah. to or whatever. And I was never, like, I was never on that train, which it's, it's, yeah. it's so like the betrayal well, aspect. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a, yeah, the, the, my hair academia thing we talked about, we're like, Oh, which one is like the, the evil spy of the children or right, whatever. Right. And it's so it's, well, it's such well, no time for that. Thing. We got to see how the villains are like, they, they yeah, all think of see, each other as friends and they're a family too. Right, we gotta figure out which villain is thematically the same as every other villain. Um I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's I feel like that's I feel like that's one of those things that like gets introduced and you just kinda gotta like let yourself be like, okay, this'll happen eventually, but if you obsess over it, you're gonna miss every other dramatic reveal in this whole fucking arc. Yeah. So well said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, anything else on Reddit, Steve? Uh, one more from Nami Robin 69. Nice. Uh, there was an 18 plus chapter of chainsaw man this week. Will we ever get an 18 plus chapter of one piece? Uh, uh, allow me to respond to this by saying, (laughs) don't you masturbate enough? (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant like 18 pages. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you masturbate enough needs to be the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> was was Chainsaw Man actually plus 18 pages? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm looking right no, now. No, I, Sorry, no, when your name 18. is Nami Robin 69 and you're talking about 18 so plus. Actually, I, yes, it was. It was 19 pages. <laughs> So if you're asking for a 19-page chapter of One Piece, but he I hasn't done that in a while. He hasn't done that in a while, guys. So probably not. I mean, he's he's you know trying to take it easy now. So obviously not. Uh, Ed, it's time to piece the tweet. It's time to what do we got this piece- week? Yeah, time to piece the tweet. First one comes from uh, Kendra, who was on the show last week. Says, "R.I.P. Aunt Clay off-screened." <laughs> LOL. I wonder if Kaido will kill off Barrier Man as he makes it too easy. Well, he's got to, well, that I'll, fruit's got to free up somehow. Maybe the weakness to the barrier fruit is that you have to be off screen so he can't use it. 
<laughs> I want the barrier guy to go to the Odin pot and be like, well, someone's got to clean up this mess and whoop and slip just in falls in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Uh, <laughs> I would love that to just be a recurring thing because that's what that other guy did at the yeah. last chapter. <laughs> just people right. keep slipping yeah, into the pot. And we'll, yeah, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Monty uh, Python sketch. <laughs> All right, adult baby Yoda says um, Kaido said he killed. <laughs> that yes. name is great. Good. Kaido said he killed the old hag, but who even is that? Aunt Clay is he promising to kill Toki? I think we all think it's Aunt Clay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Next, next one comes from Nick Fridge, who says I've got a wild theory that I've been thinking of recently. What if the void century that happened eight hundred years ago is actually this century? What if Luffy actually is Joy Boy and time somehow? Looped after he made it to left. Okay. 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 Well, this okay. is like, this look, is, I, is I'm, I'm crazy. Is yeah, I'm crazy, but that's too crazy. Where's the frozen <laughs> donkey wheel? No, I, oh, God, I forgot that happened. That, why did I hate that season? I hate that season. Season five. I don't like that yep. season. They go to 1970 something for some reason. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I love gold member. What's season of what? Lost. Season five of Lost. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um. So season one through four, I love to death, and then it just, yeah. um, then you hit the crap button. Um. Anyway, yeah. I no, I don't. I I. That's too much. In yeah. my opinion. <laughs> All right. Next one comes from Patrick Rosolo, who says, "Do you think the reason why suicide is Kaido's hobby is because Odin was the only one who came close to killing him, and for someone as seemingly invincible as Kaido, he never forgot that feeling." That All seems right. to be a popular theory today. I think that's like the third or fourth person who's mentioned that, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Archcool says, if one, if other One Piece characters had Odin's born-to-boil phrase, what would they be? Basically, I mean, I am blank, and I was born to blank. Any other so One Piece I, character? I, I asked a similar question, which is, imagine if you had a die in the same way that your name prescribed right. in the One Piece right. world. Like, uh, I, I am Oven. I was born to be cooked. Um, and then dying in, in some sort of oven. Um, I'm trying to think of other situations where that would be funny. Or I'm, I am Cracker. I was born to be eaten by a parrot was my other one. Um, <laughs> I, my name is Cracker. Oh, no. I was born to be smoked. That doesn't work. I am Crocodile. Is- I was born to be turned into a handbag. that's good yeah i actually saw a pair of alligator boots where the snout was like the toe it was pretty good Ooh, that's that's a little bit much um my name is even better um i'm baby five and i was born to be killed by five babies (laughs) (laughs) no 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 it's my name is baby five and i was born five times (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay uh my name is monkey d luffy and i are um Um, all right let's move on woof woof mike morris writes in to say he just thinks that uh odin's smile looks like the letter d so he's fun to point that out we got we got a lot of those too i am i'm I, I again, I like crazy theories, but I think that's a little too much. But I don't know. I've been wrong uh, a lot. Right, uh, Doctor Simadoku writes in with a question about pacing. I think we talked about that a lot with Greg during the manga recap. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And finally, 91 Ryan says, I can't decide who is more interesting in the latest chapter, Odin or Kaido. And uh, he also says, Kosuke Odin could stand in a pit of boiling oil and hold up nine men for a straight hour without tiring. He is, uh, yeah, he's a boss. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, who do you yeah. think was more interesting, Odin or Kaido, I guess, was his first question. Oh, well, Kaido is still more enigmatic, which is sometimes yeah. makes you more interesting, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a more interesting person. Uh, I like Odin. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Odin. You swell. <laughs> okay, that'll do it. Let's round off. All right. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 609 for February 23rd. Dan, how could the good people out there contact you? Yo, if you're a fan of One Piece and a fan of me, great job. Excellent taste. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Dan Doc, uh, D-A-N-D-O-C-K. Um, and you can also read me on Crunchyroll. If you see an article about One Piece there that looks uh, particularly uh, wild, uh, I probably wrote it. Yeah. So there you go. Have fun. Um, okay. And Roger, where can people find you? Sure, you can find me at Rogers Base, R-O-G-E-R-S-B-A-S-E, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on Instagram. I stream weekly on Twitch, a variety of different games. Animal Crossing is coming out very soon, as well as Pirate Warriors 4. So if you want to play either of those things, I highly recommend checking out my Twitch. And I do reviews and live reactions to each new manga chapter uh, every day it gets released. This week it was Friday, uh, but normally it is on Sundays at around 1 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're interested in that, Definitely go check that out. And I've got a couple other really fun little One Piece, Demon Slayer, and Hunter x Hunter videos coming in the next month or so. So if you're excited about any of that, definitely check out my YouTube channel. Uh, Steve, where can people find you? You could find me on Twitter and Instagram. Steve Yurko is my name and the username. Uh, listen to me on other podcasts. Listen to me on The Deep End. Listen to to me on Toon Suite, and also check out Duncanville, now airing on Fox and on Hulu the following day. Uh, my episode actually airs, uh, well, I don't know if this episode comes out on a Sunday. Yeah, like, today. So, uh, February 23rd, my first episode of Duncanville airs, so be sure to check it out on Fox or Hulu. Yeah, it's probably on Hulu right now, then, if, if you're listening to this. Uh, Ed, where could the good people out there contact us? <laughs> All right, well, you are Zach underscore Logan on Twitter. I'm Edward E. One Piece. I'm also at Weeb Trailers. Check them out. Uh, the podcast can be found at OnePiecePodcast.com, Twitter.com, YouTube.com, and Facebook.com slash OnePiecePodcast. Uh, OnePiecePodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Patreon.com slash OnePiecePodcast. Please support us there. Get a new episode of Crewing Around that we recorded right before we did this. Uh, let's see. One Piece Podcast also. Our Skype name. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on Spotify. Um, you can subscribe on iHeartRadio now. That's right, Zach. That's right. You remember. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. All right. And so you can you can also subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, call us on our phone number, Zach. That phone number is 347 497 Maji. Sorry, I couldn't get it this time. Uh, Maji. Uh, 347 497 6254 boil anytime boil anytime thank you uh with your questions comments theories and recipes um thank you all for coming on (laughs) let's do a super quick uh trivia since we have been recording 
forever. Um, let's do something very slightly similar but different. Okay. Um, Bigger but smaller. Wow, jeez, Ed. (laughs) This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, We're going... So, we're going to talk about the Nine Red Scabbards. You're going to name them all. And it's... That's pretty easy to do, generally. But, with a little twist on it, you guys have to name them in order. um, Oh, no. of Of when they have appeared in this flashback. Got it. Oh, yeah, got it. Just, just the nine red scabbards. Okay, got it. We're gonna go. So this is like somewhat cooperative. We're gonna go in order here. Um, and if someone doesn't get it in the correct order, they're out. Um, so you ready, everyone? Yeah, right, sure. So it's gonna go. It's gonna go. Ed, Roger, Steve, and Dan. Ed, Pitt, who did we see first? Kenamon. Correct. Um, who did we see second? Roger. Oh, I want to say Denjiro. Correct. Oh, Steve. nice. Good. This work gets um, more difficult. Who did we see third? I. I because it hmm, on the more I talk about it, it's uh, it's Kiku. Yes. Hmm. Good job. That I thought was one of the harder ones. Uh, Dan, number four. I'm going to get this right. So, Rizo. No, not Rizo. Kick me off the podcast. Bye, y'all. Okay. And- Later. <laughs> um, uh, Ashura Doji? No. no. Roger. I want to say Kawamatsu. No. What? Steve. Rizo. That was said already. Oh, well, I thought we were going in order. Yeah, but has gotten the fourth one yet. (laughs) Is it Contra? Someone said Rizo. Well, it is Contra. It's Contra. It's Contra. It is Contra. Yeah, I'll give it to Ed there. That that little freak. Does Does anyone want to say who comes after (laughs) Contra? Rizo. Yeah, who comes after Rizo? Ashura Doji. Oh no no no! It's no. Yeah, it would be, because then it would be Kawamatsu and Orashi and Nakamamushi. Right, those are the last three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's it. I almost, um, I, I'll give it thank to God Ed. I said Okiku, because I was almost going to say, uh, what was the dum-dum that's on White Boots crew? Izo. Yeah. Izo. Izo, yeah. Well, yeah, Izo's not one of the nine skits. Oh, yeah. Skits, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get to criticize what I thought of Izo lately. I'm like, what a sh- schmuck. He's just like... It's just like he he joins White Bird's crew to follow Odin. He's like, I like it here better now. Um, I don't know. I kind of wish Izo was not from Wano. Well, I just... well, I think it would be interesting if Izo comes back now. Since okay, uh, totally. Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that if Izo yeah. shows up with Cat Viper. Well, because Marco. Well, yeah, he Cat probably Viper, will with yeah. Marco and the rest of the Whitebeard pirates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no reason if he doesn't. I would be extremely disappointed. Izo that, reuniting because... with Kiku. We need it. Yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I take it back what I said. Especially after this flashback, yeah. 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 Izo, if you um, don't show up, you're Whitebeard is very uh, <laughs> personable. You just want to follow him. Anyway, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back, hopefully, with another chapter and everything. But uh, until then, my name is Zach. My name is Ed. My name is Steve. We'll see everyone next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To boil!
get up.